listening to Game On DC, your home for local gaming and esports news in the DMV. Find the show on social media at Game On DC and by using the hashtag GoDC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, John and Joey. What's up, DMV? Welcome to Game On DC, the podcast dedicated to you, the gamers and esport fanatics right here in the East Coast capital of esports. My name is John, and I am joined by the one and the only, the king of the courtside, Joey. What's up, buddy? John, I am feeling great. A little disappointed, though, because it is the end of the Washington Justice season, the end of Wizards District Gaming season. We're just kind of here with no Washington esports really happening on a professional level, one could say. Yeah, it's it's like all the pro teams have gone into the offseason. Now we're going to have to uh, find some other amazing topics to talk about, maybe some roster moves in the offseason, maybe projecting what's going to happen in season three for the overwatch league i mean we have some things for oh for washington justice we can touch on going forward i mean we have two players from uh the washington justice representing the usa team in the overwatch world cup we have our two new swedish tanks representing sweden in the overwatch world cup so i have a feeling we're going to be able to find some topics here and there yeah, John, not only that, but also just the amazing communities in the DMV area. So even if we don't have pro content to label and talk about and discuss on the show, there are tons and tons of events happening right here in the DMV by the local community. So I think that'll give us plenty of content to advertise and talk about on the show. All right, before we jump into the show, just a friendly reminder that if you enjoy Game On DC, we would be honored if you would leave us a review on your respective podcatcher of choice. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Now, with that out of the way, let's jump right into our first segment around the gaming beltway. Joey, what's happening in the DMV? We talked about it last week, but just a friendly reminder, Soul PC has rebranded to Hunter M Esports, and they've moved to a new location. They're still in Annandale, but it is a different spot, and you can now find them at 7031 Little River Turnpike, Unit 18D, Annandale, Virginia, 22003. So, John, a great gaming cafe in the area. They've continued to do cool stuff. And one of the coolest things about this move is the rebrand of the look of the center. It very much has like a space-like theme, like we compared it a bit to Tech Time Gaming. I kind of like this new look that these gaming cafes are really assuming now with this new like technological, spacey, futuristic-looking theme. Exactly, and it has that authentic feel to it. Like when you think about... The South Korean PC bangs out there, they have this spacey kind of futuristic vibe to it. It's really cool. It's it's something that we as gamers, uh, maybe some pop culture nerds here and there, it's something that we're used to. It's it, you know thinking outside the box, being a little futuristic. Uh, so I like the new feel. Uh, Soul PC Center had that old school feel to it. It was very much a desk and kiosk kind of setup. Uh, it, it worked for a long time, but this is a great rebranding and kind of a, a a rebranding of space also with this new theme they're going for. I think it looks great, and I can't wait to swing down uh, to Annandale and check it out. Right, so we'll definitely have to look at tournaments. Maybe we get some of the listeners to go down with us. I think it'd be fun to kind of explore the new space, see what the feel is like. I mean, in pictures, it looks absolutely gorgeous. So I'm curious to get the feel for it in person there, see what kind of stuff they're running as far as computers. I'm sure that's all on their website as well. Um, But it's just, there's something cool about seeing a gaming cafe open. Even with this one not really opening, with it kind of still having a crowd from its previous location, it's still something new, it's something fresh, and I think it'll be fun to explore. 
You can also do some exploring on Saturday, August 24th, because there's a tournament going on. We have Gex Esports and NCS hosting a Dota Underlords LAN on August 24th. You can check that out at the Gex event space in Lorton, Virginia. And it'll also include the TI9 semifinals broadcast. The tournament itself is going to have a 40-player maximum set on it with an entry fee between $15 and $25, depending on when you register. If you're not very good at Dota Underlords, if you play about as well as John plays TFT, you can also go there to spectate, and that is free to do. Bad at TFT and probably bad at Dota Underlords. I have no problem in any of that. So, yes, when I go, I will be just spectating, please, and thank you. And if you win the tournament, if you lose the tournament, if you just had fun being there, you can also come back Sunday, August 25th. This one will not be at the Gex location, Lauren. It will be moving to Crystal City. It'll be at the Crystal City Sports Pub, and it will be a TI9 Finals watch party on August 25th. It will be the rebroadcast, so it'll be the delayed finals running from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. here. Uh, this is always exciting, John. They've done it for League of Legends before, Dota being a very exciting tournament for TI9, one of the biggest and biggest prize pools by far out there in esports as well as one of the biggest events. I think this is going to be exciting. I personally am not the biggest Dota fan, but I do love me some Gex Esports, and I think this would be a very fun event to attend. Uh, like I said, it is a delayed broadcast, so you'd kind of want to hold yourself back from checking it out earlier if you don't want those spoilers. On top of that, there is a maximum set for capacity. That is 100 attendants. Uh, free to attend, but there is that capacity of 100 attendants, so make sure you get your name there or get there early to make sure you get your spot because you don't want to lose your spot for a cool event like this. Yeah, and again, let's talk about that prize pool real quick. As of this time of recording, we are six days away from the 110-day mark. So that's a day 104. Yes, we can math. All right, $33.5 million is the current prize pool. Last year, $25.5 million. We are head and shoulders over what the Dota community helped fundraise, essentially, uh, crowdsourced for this international tournament so it's absolutely fantastic the money keeps rolling in for dota the community is still strong and thriving this is a great opportunity if you've never been able to make it to a watch party this is probably one of the best chances you're going to have until the start of next season for overwatch league or for nba 2k before we're going to have you know another watch party i'm pretty sure someone will do something for league of legends worlds but that's still going to be closer to October time frame. So if you're looking to get involved in the community and, and hang out with a bunch of like-minded gamers in the area, this is an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes on this one, John. I mean, with such a big prize pool, how can people not be drawn to the event? Like, even you and I not having the biggest draw to Dota, we personally lean toward League of Legends for our MOBA of choice, but it's still something exciting. It's still something people are going to look into. Even if people don't really care about esports, even if they're super sports fanatics that have nothing to do with esports or nothing they want to do with esports, they're still going to see this stuff on the news and be amazed by it. They might be like, ah, why are you paying those gamers that much money? But at the same point, it's the fact that there is such a big prize pool, it's going to draw a ton of people in, esports and non-esports alike. So a lot of fun there and being with 99 other amazing people to watch the event just sounds like a great time to me. Saturday, September 7th, Gex Esports back in the news. Them and NCS will be hosting a CSGO tournament. It's going to run 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. as a 5v5 tournament. 16 teams is the maximum for the event with a $35 to $50 fee on that, 
with prize pools up to $1,600. So a nice little pretty penny there. They've done some great CSGO tournaments, John. You and I, I don't think have had a chance to make it out to one yet, um, but we've definitely seen the coverage on Twitter and the other social media platforms of theirs. Uh, really cool-looking events, a great production value, great competition as far as the players participating in the tournaments. Uh, I hope to make it out to this one. It looks very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And this one's going to be in their Lorton location, a, a newer facility for them, and it looks absolutely beautiful. It's, it's built on the lower level. Uh, of that building down in Lorton, Virginia. And it looks like it's a fantastic setup. It's always a great opportunity to kind of test out your CSGO skills if you want to. Like, test out to see how well you fare against the rest of the CSGO community here in, in the uh, DMV area. So a really awesome opportunity here. Uh, 16 teams, you know, up to a $50 entry fee, which is it's reasonable. It's a little steep, but it's reasonable with that price pool. $1,600. That's an amazing price pool. A lot of great opportunities here coming September 7th. Speaking of great opportunities, be sure to check out our local gaming center websites and social media accounts as well. Guys, we can hit a lot of the major tournaments, but there are so, so, so many events happening in the area. You've got to check their individual social media accounts as well to get a hold of all those. Again, that is the Cave Gaming Center in Fairfax, Virginia, Hunter MPC Gaming Lounge in Annandale, Virginia at their new location, Tech Time Gaming Lounge in Woodbridge, Virginia, iBattle Esports PC Gaming in Centerville, Virginia, Xanadu Games at Laurel Park, and last but not least, Josh and the crew at the game gym in potomac maryland yeah and josh and the crew at game gym are moving to an, a new location a new and bigger location uh so everything that josh and the crew at the game gym have done since they have opened their doors it just feels like yesterday they didn't now they're just absolutely just making a name for themselves all over the country it's absolutely fantastic everything they're doing there now they're moving to a larger location couldn't be more excited for them. I can't wait to see what amazing things the game gym, Josh and his crew are going to be able to do in this new larger facility. So keep an eye out for the game gym in the future as well. And for those curious, the game gym's new address will be 4956 Weaconda Road, and that is spelled W Y. A-C-O-N-D-A Road. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, but if not, I'm sure Josh will correct me on that one for next week's show. Um, but that's exciting for them, and it's only going to be 12 minutes away from Cabin John, where their previous location was. And I think that's one of the key parts about this, Sean. The fact that they've built a community over there at their Cabin John location, and they're not moving too far away. So they're getting a nice, bigger space, a nice little upgrade in that sense, but they're also so close, within 10 minutes practically, of where their old community was. So they'll be able to keep that community as well as build a new community um, over here at their new location. With that, Joey, let's jump right into Capitol Coliseum, where we got some news coming in our pro scene. First up, Monumental Sports and Entertainment taps Jordan Zelnicker as their new manager of esports business and team operations. Uh, so they did uh, replace the director of esports business uh, when Grant Peranjape made the move from MSC to the Washington Justice. And now this is kind of the uh, assistant position to that director, now the manager of esports business and team operations, headed up now by Jordan. Uh, he did make this announcement via Twitter just feels like a few days ago. Uh, and great news is we are working on setting a date and time to have him on the show. So we will be incredibly excited to introduce Jordan to the rest of the DMV right here on Game on DC as soon as he moves back in town. Uh, Jordan, a great guy. I've had the opportunity to meet him at a DC United game when he was interning with DC United. 
I believe he was a student at Georgetown University at the time, just recently graduated. He moved back home, and then now he has to move back to D.C. because of this amazing opportunity with uh, Monumental Sports and Entertainment. So, uh, again, Jordan Zelnicker is the new manager of esports business and team operations. He'll be overseeing Wizards DG of the NBA 2K League and the Washington Capitals with their uh, which what has been teased as more upcoming esport events uh, with the Caps as well. After a very successful uh, two tournament stint last year with the uh, Chell Classic with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Caps Esports Faceoff last year, uh, so more Caps Esport events coming forward with Jordan leading the way. And Joey, with that, we have to talk about our Washington Justice. Stage four is over for Washington. Season two is over for Washington. Their first season in the Overwatch League. Now, while we didn't get the perfect stage, we didn't get the perfect seven and zero. We did go six and one. Uh, we did lose to the Atlanta Reign 2-1, but we did pick up that solid win 3-1 over the Paris Eternal. Uh, at the time of recording, that was yesterday. That watch party was yesterday. We had it. It was a fantastic watch party at Penn Social, cheering on the team to a 3-1 win, 6-1 overall in Stage 4, Joey. Yeah, I mean, really good performance by the Justice, and I think we credited a lot of it last week, and we still can, to the 2-2-2 roll lock. It really shows this is why these players are brought into the organization. They weren't brought in for Corey now playing Widowmaker and popping off every game to be playing on something like Azaria. It's just this was not why these players were signed. And now that we see them in a 2-2-2 roll lock, we're able to really see them flourish. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some roster changes here and there because they did have a rough season overall. But at least in this past stage, stage four, the Justice really came and showed their fans why they're happy that they're still supporting them. And like I said last week, the fan club for the Justice is amazing. Vice and Virtue has really brought this community together in an amazing way. And the fact that Justice fans, even after having such a terrible start to the season, and really a terrible start through Stage 3, I mean, that whole start dragged out, but they're still here. They still stayed with the team. There was no fair weather fanship really happening. And now they're here to witness the justice come from behind, really be the phoenix and rise from the ashes here, Ironic, ironically losing to the Atlanta Reign. Uh, who practically has a Phoenix as their logo. Um, but the Justice, they look so good at the end here, John. And I think that's really the hope for our fans. The fact that they have stayed with them the whole time and now going into the next season, into season three, we have so much hope for this Justice squad, for the team, for the management behind it, and really to see what they can deliver for us at the start of season three. Yeah, absolutely. And let's break down the first game here against the Atlanta Reign. It did go 2-1 in favor of, of Atlanta here. But Atlanta, much like the Washington Justice, is really benefiting from this 2-2-2 roll lock. You know, Atlanta was another team I was kind of struggling through the first three stages of this season. The 2-2-2 rollout comes in. They really caught fire towards the end of stage three, but that rollout didn't slow them down. They are a very tough team. And the only team to really kind of curb, you know, the 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 steam train, the the absolute monster of stage four, that is the Washington Justice. It's so far to, I think this was like the first map this stage. Yeah, the first map this stage that the Justice actually tied on on Hanamura, that's how well the rain played the Justice. And really, this game really came down to that final map on Junkertown. It was an absolute bloodbath, really going back and forth. The Atlanta rain just really holding strong. Unfortunately, the Justice just bent just a little bit too much, giving them that 2-1 win overall. But a very solid win for the Atlanta rain. Very impressive. Uh, they keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, while the Justice do get that one blemish on their Stage 4 record. Absolutely. And I predicted two Dark Horse teams for Stage 4. I said Washington Justice and Guangzhou Charge. 
would have a really, really good stage after this roll lock. But the other one, John, is the Rain. The one we lost to here, the Rain have been playing perf like so well. I mean, they're performing as one of the best teams, if not the best team for stage four. So even in that loss, even the Justice taking the L there and not having the perfect stage, I think a lot of credit has to go to the Rain because I think they are one of the best teams of this whole stage. And to have your one loss come to that team by one map, I feel like the Justice can be pretty happy with that performance. They can be happy with that performance, but unfortunately, we will not get that dream finish of the 7-0 record. But we did have an opportunity to watch the Justice get a 6-1 record on Sunday at that amazing watch party at Penn Social, taking the 3-1 win over Paris Eternal. And Joey, uh, we were both in attendance there, and I kind of feel like we had the opportunity to, to go 4-0 against Paris if it wasn't for a particular MC. Uh, at the event, a uh, good friend of the show, uh, Pokemon Panda, who kind of gave him the caster curse a little bit when he was up on stage saying, you know what? It's great. We have three minutes in the time bank. You know, there's no way Paris Eternal is going to be able to match that. Not only did Paris Eternal not match the time bank on King's Row, which was the third map uh, of the series, but they beat it by a solid, I think it was almost 45 seconds that they beat the Justice in that push. I mean, there was no defense that first go around. Uh, on King's Row from either side. So we, we go into overtime on the third map, and Paris ends up taking it six points to Washington Justice's five. But a very strong opportunity for Justice there. We're, we're, it, all kidding aside, it, it wasn't Pokemon Panda's fault. We just like giving Andy a hard time. But it was still a great performance by the Justice. Uh, they do pull it out on the final map on Junkertown 2-1. Uh, and Paris put up a great fight, but something else that we learned here, Corey's not the only one that pops off on Hanzo. Stratus <laughs> was absolutely dominating on Hanzo also. It was it was so much fun to watch the entire team. Just the way, we talked about it last week, the way this team, just the way they carry themselves and the energy around the team has completely changed. They're having fun and you can see it on stage and you could see it on Stratus' face when he was popping off on Hanzo. Not only that, but let's talk about the walkout for a minute. This whole thing with the sunglasses started with Stratus. He was having fun on stage. And then you see Corey out a pair. Now we have the whole team walking out in flashy sunglasses. I mean, what other team has a walkout like that? That's absolutely amazing. It was by far the best walkout ever in Overwatch. Like, I'm going to go ahead and throw that on the table right now. It was fantastic. And that ups Stratus' walkout from last week when he had the double aviators on. He's walking on stage, staring down the crowd, and then whips off one pair of aviators. He's got another pair on after that. I absolutely love stuff like that. It is absolutely great. The fans love it. Uh, really, the entire Overwatch League fandom absolutely loves Stratus and his goofiness. Uh, so it, it's it, it's cool. It's it's great to see that lightheartedness, that that fun that the team's having. The only downside here is while the Justice finished the stage six and one, one of the better records in the entire Overwatch League for stage four. There is no stage four playoff, so unfortunately, that is the end of the season for Washington Justice. We have to wait all the way till season three to CRT. Wait, 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 wait. No, we don't. We don't have to wait because we have Corey. We have Sleepy representing the United States in the Overwatch World Cup. We have Lol Sesh and Elliot representing Sweden uh, in the Overwatch World Cup. So we get to see our boys play there as well. And Joey, we're going down under to Australia for some games as well. And that's going to be super exciting as well. I mean, the fact that you get to see the debut of the tanks most likely down there too. The fact that they were not able to make stage four was really disappointing to a lot of Justice fans. But hey, we still went six and one. Now we get to see this amazingly crazed tank duo. The duo that has really swept Europe and NA with their performances. Now they're here. They're moving down under. And I'm excited to see how they gel with the team. 
So I do want to jump back for a minute, John. Team USA, Corey and Sleepy. So Sleepy had a great performance for a while there, stage three, stage four, but now Sleepy is not played as much. And I think part of that is just the dominance that we've seen from Ark and Guido. I mean, both of them have been playing out of their minds. I mean, Ark's battle mercy has looked so solid. The way they've meshed with the team and Ark's ability to really help with the language barriers has been really strong as well. I don't think that's any discredit to Sleepy, though. I, th I still think Sleepy's a really good player. I think he's going to be a great addition for Team USA. I'm curious to see how it is without him having much stage presence as of late, though. Do you feel like he might come out a bit more rusty because of that, because he's stuck behind two very talented Korean players? Or do you think he really hits Team USA and just goes out there all guns blazing? I think he goes out there all guns blazing. I mean, he's a very talented player mechanically and, and uh, intelligence-wise. He understands the game quite well just so happened that the hottest hand for the Washington Justice wasn't his hand at this moment in time. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. So for Team USA, knowing Sleepy, uh, he's probably already gearing up for the USA roster. He's probably already practicing, you know, the comps and strategy that Team USA is going to come out with for the Overwatch uh, World Cup. So for me, I, I would imagine he's trying to hit the ground running. He's trying to prove that, you know, if he's going to be on this team next year, because I believe everyone's contract is up. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of free agents going into season three. He's going to try to prove that he deserves to be on this Washington Justice roster. He, he proves, uh, and if he's not going to be on the Justice, Justice, he needs to prove that he needs to be on another team's roster as well. So this is going to be a great opportunity for him to go out and, and show his ability here. And I think he is a true professional in the sense that he he kept practicing. He's not going to be as rusty as, you know, some people may think, you know, if you don't play in a game, you know, in traditional sports for like a week or two, you know, you're a little rusty. I think with esports, it may just be a little bit different because, you know, you can kind of still have that competitive edge in screams. Granted, it's not the same as being on stage, but I would argue it's probably a little closer to being on stage than it would be in traditional sports when you're doing a scrim at practice. Uh, so I feel like he he's kept that competitive edge and I think he'll come out of the gates hot. Right. I tend to agree. And I feel like USA's roster, it's good, but it's not great. And mainly saying that in comparison to South Korea. I mean, we can all go into the World Cup with many hopes that Team USA's flag will raise at the end. But when it comes down to it, South Korea is a dominant force, but so will be Sweden. Sweden has a very strong team, and we have the potential to see some of our other players over there as well on the Swedish team with Lelchish and Elevote. So I'm excited to see all these teams play. I'm excited for the World Cup. I would love to see another team win that's not named South Korea, but at the same time, it is going to be a dominant force, and if anyone takes them down, it will be exciting. Final wrap-up on the Justice season, John. 8-20 and 20 was our final record, but... The thing to take away as Justice fans is the fact that six of those wins came in the last stage. So we we did really well. I mean, six out of the last seven matchups are six wins. Obviously, two wins in the previous three stages is a bit rough. But at the same point, it's the hope at the end. The fact that those six wins came right at the end, we're going to take that momentum into the offseason and then from there continue to build into next season. And alongside that, to help build us up for next season will be the new hire of the new general manager, and that is Annalyn Ballin-Dang. She comes on as the new general manager of the Washington Justice, and she will help set the team straight for that offseason, help to build on the momentum that we had in Stage 4, and prep us up for Season 3 of the Overwatch League, set to take place in 2020. Yeah, and she's joining us from the L.A. Gladiators. Uh, she was the social media uh, marketer or director of social media, and she did a lot of community outreach as well. She built an amazing community there in Los Angeles. And really, that's a tough feat to do when you have two teams vying for fans out there. Uh, and she did an incredible job out there. And you could see, if you watched this past weekend, 
when the justice went out there, you could hear the LA Gladiator fans really show her that love and support, uh, thanking her for all the time that she spent out there with the Gladiators. Now she has this amazing opportunity with the Washington Justice. We couldn't be more excited to have her a part of the team. And uh, hopefully we can have her on the show one day and we can talk a little bit about the Washington Justice. Maybe talk about a little about what they want to do in the offseason, what they're going to look what they're looking forward to going in to season three. But Joey, she's also the GM of the USA Overwatch team. Ding, ding, ding. So she already is going to have an amazing relationship with Corey, with Sleepy. So provided that all these players return back which I feel like there's a good opportunity that we can get some of these players back. Corey and, and Stratus, they're, they're kind of on my wish list here. There's a great opportunity here for her to build that chemistry with these players going forward. So a lot of great opportunities here with Ball and joining the Justice. Absolutely. You guys think Stage 4 was great? Wait till you see Season 3. And last but not least, guys, before we wrap up the show, take a minute, take 30 seconds, just a few moments for us to leave us a review on your respective podcatcher of choice. You can do so on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Wherever you end up leaving it, it really helps us out. We're trying to build this podcast up to help bring you the latest news in gaming and esports in the DMV area for our local gaming cafes and communities, as well as the pro teams. So leave us a review there. Help us move up the rankings a bit so we can get this out to more listeners. We just want to continue building up this area, and this is a great way to help us do so. That will do it for this episode of Game on DC. If you enjoy listening to Game on DC, we want to hear from you. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to keep up with all the gaming and esports news right here on the DMV. Joey, where can our listeners go to follow Game on DC? Listeners, head on over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using at GameOnDC to find us. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag GoDC. All right, until next time, I'm John. And I'm Joey. Game, Game on, on, DC. DC.